You're listening to Do That Well with your hosts, Brenda Brown and Karen Thrall, a podcast about real experiences and how to turn them into life lessons. Unscripted, honest, funny, genuine, and passionate. A series of conversations where we explore every aspect of human interaction and provoke each other to do life well. (laughs) And... I am going to start us off today. Um, we are going to talk about emotional eating. And it's something I've wanted to do for a long time, but it's such a big topic. Um, it's like, well, how like how do we tackle this topic? And what message do we want to convey? And why do we even want to do it? And I guess with the winter and we, you know, we did the winter blues episode. And so I like, well, emotional eating during the winter months um, is something common. Emotional eating is, is a lot more common. And I, I think it doesn't get talked about enough. Um, so I thought, well, at least what we could do is maybe just share some thoughts on it and get the conversation going and for people listening that's maybe this is a topic that you could talk with your friends about. And do you have friends that would love to talk about emotional eating, but maybe they feel shame or maybe they just don't know how to bring up the conversation. So what I thought we could do psychology today had a really great uh, quiz. And so I did it and I went over and I, so I just want to highlight some of the, some of the questions that you and I, Brenda, could maybe talk about because some of them are quite intense and you know we, we we're not psychologists so we can't we can't delve into it to that much depth um what we could do though is we could put the psychology today link in in the blurb so that those who really want to delve into it and go okay is this something i should be worried about for my life is this something i should be worried about for my friend's life how big is this? Is it a really important topic? Is it just a small topic? Is it seasonal? Is it every day? Like where, where do I, where am I with this? And so at least we're opening up the conversation. Yes. And I, I appreciate that you brought this particular topic to the table, Karen. Um, I think it is a really nice thing for us to talk about after we just talked about listening to your body, because I do think that there's a big component of that, like listening to your body when it comes to eating and emotional eating and, and, you know, listening (laughs) in that way. Um, And then I also will say that in the prep for this episode, I all of a sudden realized that I probably do eat emotionally to a certain extent. And I had never considered myself an emotional eater. I I mean, that's not something that I would attribute to myself. But as we learned a little more about this, it was interesting for me to see like exactly what my relationship with food is and, you know, where I feel it could improve or change. So you might learn something new about yourself is I guess what I'm trying to say here. (laughs) Yeah. Where where are you at? Is this something that is this something you're really concerned about for yourself or is it a pattern? Is it a lifestyle where you raise this way? Like, and do you want it? (laughs) So, okay. So what we'll do is I'm going to, I drew some questions from the uh, quiz and then we're just going to start easy. And for people listening, maybe you could rate yourself like one to five or something like that on, or yes, a little bit, a lot, not at all, whatever. So the first one, it says, When you hear the word food, which of the following words best describe the associations you make 
and your related feelings. Okay. So, and the words that they, they gave us were, um, I feel, I, I feel guilt. So if you think of the word food, do you feel guilt? Do you feel anger? Interesting. I thought that was really interesting. Hmm. Uh, Do you feel threat? Um, Do you feel pleasure? Do you feel comfort? Do you feel it's a necessity, a basic need? Do you, do you feel excitement? Do you feel experimentation? Do you feel fear? Do you feel temptation or none of the above? I feel nothing. So when I saw this question, I went, wow, people, there are people who feel fear when they associate themselves with food. Maybe it's not enough food. You know, maybe there's a scarcity thing where when you, the way you were raised, there was never enough. And so now you, you want, you never want to have that happen to you again. So you create a fear around it. Um, if it's threat where you feel threatened as a resource, you know, that, that is a resource and you feel threat, um, when food isn't present or when there's whatever. So uh, the first thing I thought is we could just talk about the, some of the emotions that some people, um, experience around food. Who knew, like, who knew that some of these emotions were really, and the things we got to remember, this is normal. So if you listening and feel guilty when you think of food, you're not alone. Like this is common that there's millions of people who can identify with you. Why, why guilt? You know, right. so I want to throw that at you, Brenda, when, with this list, what is, did you have any thoughts about it? Well, I think with this particular one, the first thing that really jumps out at me is you kind of mentioned a moment ago is just how many emotions are on this list. I mean, they're almost all emotions, guilt, anger, threat, pleasure, comfort, excitement, fear, temptation. Like those are all emotions. And then there's the one that's necessity, basic need. And when, for me, when I think of, food, if I'm not thinking of like a particular food, if I just think of the abstract word food, I do just think necessity, basic need. Like that's where my brain goes. Mm -hmm. But I think it was really eye-opening for me to see how many different emotions were listed. Mm -hmm. Because that Mm -hmm. indicates to me that many people likely have an emotional feeling that comes up Mm -hmm. with the word food versus just none of the above, I feel nothing or necessity, basic need. And I guess necessity and basic need is, it's still a bit emotional in a way, but. Mm. And I thought interesting, I never crossed my mind when I've associated emotional eating, I didn't think experimentation, excitement and pleasure, but those are emotions. Right. So if you think about like, you know, when, you know how you'll joke about your happy dance when you have chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so but I didn't know that when it's a delightful emotion, it's it's considered an emotion. Full emotion, and right? I, I to just see food as a basic need, I I don't think I don't I I don't singularly think food as a basic need. I don't have that's not my only or that I feel nothing, you know, if, if we have a big dinner together and the smells are amazing and we're just, Oh, like I'm, you know, my happy tank is going off. So, so I just thought it was really interesting that it's emotion period. So that's why we gotta, we gotta lift the shame off of it because it's all, it's a melting pot of emotion. And maybe if you're feeling negative emotions, how do you transform them and reclaim the emotions of, 
pleasure or, you know, how to change one negative emotion into a positive emotion. So, okay. So I'm going to keep going. So I'm going to ask a scenario. Here's some scenarios. Oh, these are interesting. You, okay. So here's the scenario. Number one, you are waiting for the results of some medical tests and your doctor said that she, he would call today to let you know the results. You are feeling very nervous and on edge. What would you do while waiting for the call? So busy yourself around the house doing odd jobs, read a book, watch TV, invite a friend over to chat and wait with you, give in to your urges and snack your way through the wait, fight your urges and stay away from the kitchen, engage in a hobby such as knitting, woodworking, etc. So in this scenario, when you're waiting and you have angst, what's your go-to? Is your go-to to it was straight to the kitchen is your go-to like, Oh no, I can't go in the kitchen. Like I, I got to stay with me like either or, or is your go-to to do something to fill the time, just do something to fill the time. So I thought that was interesting that when you ask yourself, what do I do when I feel angst? What's my go-to? And if you go, Oh man, I do. I, I get the bag of chips out. I, I, you know, then that now you have knowledge. Now you have understanding like, oh, I didn't know that when I'm angst, I just grab food. It doesn't mean I shouldn't do something, but what are my other choices? What other choices could I have besides mm-hmm. grabbing a bag of chips or food or whatever? So mm-hmm. Brenda, what, what are your thoughts? Well, what I thought was interesting about this one was when I just read the question and before I read what the options were, <laughs> Um, so when I first put the question, you know, you were waiting for the results of some medical tests, your doctor said he or she would call today, let you know the results, you're feeling nervous on edge, what would you do while waiting for the call? So before I knew what the choices were, I was thinking of this within the context of food, right? Knowing that it was a quiz about emotional eating. And so my mind started thinking about the, like, the food part of that. And I started thinking to myself, well, I wouldn't be hungry at all. Like I would be so anxious or nervous that I would probably actually actively not want food. Like if someone mm-hmm. gave me something, even if it was like my favorite meal, I probably wouldn't want to eat it. Mm-hmm. So that was what I thought before I even read what the options were. And what I thought was yeah. interesting about that, this is when it started to dawn on me that perhaps I do have some sort of odd relationship <laughs> with food because that is still an emotional you're not eating, right? But that is still like an emotional relationship to have mm-hmm. with food. To know, right. like, oh, I'm going to be stressed, so I'm not going to want to eat. To the point where maybe I would be really hungry and I need to eat, but I wouldn't mm-hmm. because I wouldn't be able to, or the food wouldn't taste good to me, or whatever. So mm-hmm. I thought that yeah. was interesting. Yeah, very interesting. That yeah, is yeah, along the same lines as me. Um, but then when, once I did see what options were available, I probably am a person that would keep myself busy because I wouldn't be hungry. Mm. <laughs> That's so good. Thanks for saying that. Cause this is, I'm so glad we're doing this conversation because we are, for the people listening, we are improving here. Like we, we are not, uh, we're really letting this flow to see what do we want to say? So even you bringing that up where when I, the thought of food makes me like I have no in interest whatsoever. Is that emotional? Right. You know, when you, when you, 
you repel from food because you're so full of angst, you know? So it's really cool how our emotions associate with food. And, and again, I want to say, oh, I'm going to say it over and over again. No shame. This is really common. We're opening up a conversation for people to feel comfortable to really talk about it. And that makes me happy. Okay. So <laughs> when you, okay, next scenario, when you, um, when you find yourself having nothing to do, when you find yourself with nothing to do, which are the following act- activities would you most likely engage in? So you have nothing to do, maybe a little bored. Would you head to the kitchen to fix a snack? Would you daydream about food, cooking, restaurants, anything? Would you have a nap, pick up a book? phone a friend, go on the computer, watch TV, listen to music. Um, What's the other one here? Uh, And engage in a pastime. So that's another one, like when you have nothing to do. So one is angst. We're talking about what, who am I when I have angst? Well, who am I when I've got nothing to do and I'm bored or lethargic or whatever? What's your go-to? So that's interesting. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's a form of emotion, I guess. <laughs> what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts? This one is hard for me because I think it's very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I think it's very dependent on like the mood in that moment for me. Um, I think if, if I had to choose one, that's the most likely one, it's probably watch TV, but <laughs> But I did linger on the daydream about my next meal because I do think that that is something I tend to do quite a bit if I'm with other people. So I know this particular question was if you find yourself with nothing to do. And so that's where I probably would go to watch TV. But if I was with other people, it would probably be the meal thing. Yeah. Because... I think I definitely, for me, there's a component of food and like sharing meals that is very social to me and it's like a way to bond. And mm-hmm. um, so I think if I was with a group of people and we didn't have anything to do, it would definitely be, oh, what should we get to eat next? Or what are you guys in the mood for? Or, what are we thinking for the next mm-hmm. meal mm-hmm. to kind of get that? And I think that's like a form of being social. Oh, that's so good. Okay, so that is a cool thought. Um, f- again, if if emotional eating, if if anybody's listening, and they're struggling with emotional eating, pulling the community in, making uh, creating food as a part of your community. So I was thinking about my niece. She goes to my mom's house. My mom's eighty four. And my mom used to make all these holiday and Christmas cookies, like a whole, all that. Well, now Julie goes and does them at my mom's house. My mom will sit and watch her and everything, but that's their time together. So this food, there's a lot of emotion and it's really special. It means the world to my mom or means the world to Julie. And so you go, wow, that's, that's emotional, but it's got a community togetherness. And I think that's safe. Like, Again, I'm not a psychologist. This is just me thinking this out loud. Um, That feels safe. Like, what a great way to switch your emotional eating into more of an us together thing. So this whole community of others, us, we together. I think you hit something really, really cool there, Brenda. And well, now that we're now that we're here, it really just has me thinking of this idea of emotional eating in general, I guess, but 
obviously I'm getting, I'm getting down the rabbit hole here. So I'm going to reel myself, <laughs> reel myself in here. But um, as, as we say this, it definitely does make me think of how, when it comes to that community aspect or when it comes to maybe there's a comfort food because um, it reminds you of a memory with a loved one or something like that. And I guess it's, this is an open-ended question to you and to the world. Like, where's that line? You know, where does, where is that become problematic? Cause I think that sometimes, or not problematic, I shouldn't say, but where, where's the line of when emotional eating is maybe okay, because it, it, it does bring yeah. those good feelings. And yeah. when is it maybe not okay, because it's something that's running us versus us being aware of the emotion that's tied to it. Does that, mm-hmm. are you? Yeah, totally. Like yeah. Like it's almost like the spectrum, like right. when are you in danger zone? And when are you in safe zone? Right. When is emotional eating psychological or it's actually causing a negative effect, a negative impact on you? And when is it celebratory and it's got joy and it's got all this stuff? Exactly. And and do we get confused? Do we, does our own psyche get confused? Because when it's unhealthy, it may feel joyful in the moment because it's so good, but then all of a sudden it feels yucky. But yet when in a surrounding the community, you know, there's so much joy and through the entire meals. Uh, yeah, it's a good question. So yeah, I don't, question. I don't know that there's an answer no, to it. Yeah. But. <laughs> no. Okay. Well, let me let's go on to the next one. I thought now this one's a little more vulnerable. So this is some definitely self reflection. And um, again, we will always welcome people to email us. Do that well podcast at gmail dot com uh, or go to our messaging on Instagram because. Um, w- if ever you, I know we get private text messages from people, but if ever, you know, you want to reach out to us, we will love it. <laughs> yes, please. So the, this one is when I eat alone, I thought this one was so fascinating. When I eat alone, it is typically, typically because now think of this, I am embarrassed by how much or what I eat. I thought that was really interesting that there's people in this world who eat alone because they're embarrassed of how much they're eating or what they're eating. And so they're, they, they keep it a secret. And it's like, Oh, you know, uh, another reason is no one else is home. I live alone or no one is available to grab a bite with me. So I'm just eating alone because I'm eating alone. Uh, the third one is I prefer to eat alone so I, that I can read, watch TV or just think in peace. It's a preference. Uh, four is I am eating something that others don't like. And five is I'm eating something that I don't want to share. <laughs> so I'm not sharing this. This is mine. So I thought those are. I who knew that there was reasons why we eat alone. Like I think what's happening is it's making me think. Mm-hmm. Like, do we even ask those questions? Why, when you eat alone, why do you eat alone? Why are you doing? And, right. Or why don't? Why do you never eat alone? Like, have you ever mm-hmm. thought of being alone? Or like, so this is just really cool to see. And look at the emotional component. I eat a. I'm, I'm eating something I don't want to share. There's emotion there. I'm not sharing yeah. this. I mean, alone because I don't want to be threatened that you'll take it from me, mm-hmm. which goes or back the embarrassed to the, one. I'm embarrassed, embarrassed one. by how much. Yeah. Yeah. The, I, I mean something that others don't like because I don't want to hear about it. You know, like I don't want them complaining. This is my, I like it and I don't want to, you know, so there is some, there's a little bit of emotion in all of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I mean, the only one that doesn't really have emotion is I, you know, no one else is home. I live yeah. alone. 
There's no yeah. one available. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, bef- I did the thing again where before I even saw what the choices were, I started coming up with my own answer to it. Okay. okay. And uh, <laughs> I thought to myself, well, when I eat alone, it's because no one else is home. Yes. But um, I, I took that a, a, another step in my mind, which was that I actually really actively try not to eat alone. Like if I'm alone um, and I'm eating, it's because no one else is around, but it's because I have to eat. It's because I'm so hungry that I have to eat because I can't wait for someone else to eat with me. So again, this was another one where I started to be like, okay, so Brenda, you do have some emotion that's tied to your eating. It's just maybe not in the traditional sense of emotional eating. But again, you see this social component with me. Right, so, I feel that's great. Eating is a very social. That's awesome. Like, act in my yeah. in my life. <laughs> yeah, that was one night when working at Fluvog. I loved going to Montreal because our dinners would be four or five hours long at the restaurant. Because in Montreal, if food is is the reason you meet, you gather, and it's not. To, and in our in our typical English world, it's ninety minutes in and out. You know, like you you're 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 done your meal in ninety minutes. And uh, so when Corey and I were recently back in Montreal, we went to dinner and it was three and a half hours. We sat in this boutique kind of uh, French restaurant and it was like three and a half hours. And I was like, oh, I was so happy because of the experience, you know. So uh, which leads me to this when I when I also traveling with for flu bug, I ate alone all the time, many times. And I started having and I do it still to this day. I love doing it. I just would ask the server to, to give me what the chef's favorite food to make would be and just surprise mm. me. So even in that, there was an emotion and there was a connection. Right. But I did that many, 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 many times. Just surprise me. What is your favorite? Don't tell me, just bring it. And Or what's the chef's favorite? And one time I was in New York City and the chef came out and put it, gave it to me and put it at the table. Oh. Yeah, that was really cool. That was really cool. Another thing that I think of really quickly with eating alone is I kind of had some feelings about how I feel with the options that are given. So when I eat alone is typically because I'm embarrassed by how much or what I eat. No one else is home. I prefer to eat alone so I can read, watch TV. I'm eating alone. I'm eating something others don't like. I'm eating something I don't want to share. It. I feel as if those all the answers almost lead me to, uh, to think that eating alone is like not – okay like there's almost this this sense to me that it's not a good thing to eat alone but what I think is really interesting to me is I actually when I see people like yourself that can you know eat alone out in a restaurant or people that choose to do that I actually think it's kind of an admirable quality or trait um because I do think that there is like a strength in I don't know, treating yourself in that way, like being with yourself and your own thoughts and not needing to be around others or, you know, the act of cooking a really good meal for yourself, even though you know that there's no one else that's going to eat it. And there's like, there's a form of like self-love in there kind of. So, yes. So I think that question kind of left me with like a a slightly salty taste in my mouth because I was like, well, what's wrong with eating alone? Like, that's actually really cool. (laughs) That's so good. And I love the perspectives too. I wonder, I wonder when you're eating alone, if you cook yourself a great meal, 
if it changes the dynamics. Right. Like, I'm going to, instead of, oh, I'm just going to, I don't know, put a frozen pizza in the oven, eat it or whatever. Like, I wonder if it actually changes the mood, the atmosphere when you actually take time and, and cook yourself a meal mm-hmm. uh, when you're all alone and do the same thing you would do if there was a guest coming or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. So I'm going to do the, I, I want to do this one here. Um, uh, this one is, uh, you have just had a huge blow up with your mother over the telephone and you have just slammed the receiver down. What? How old is this quiz? <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> okay. You just turned off your phone <laughs> while she was in mid sentence and tuned, uh, turned on your heels. Where are you most likely to go? So you've just had a huge blow up. And if it's not your mom then sister, sibling, father. So the options they say is, do you go watch TV anywhere as long as I can get something to eat? Like, is it like, okay, or maybe it's I'm pouring a drink, you know, <laughs> maybe it's that kind of thing. Uh, you go to the bedroom to bury your head under a pillow and forget about the whole thing. You go to the bathroom to soak in a hot, relaxing bath. You go to the mall for some retail therapy. You go to the gym to swap the anger for a walk to cool off to, to the kitchen to do some vigorous scrubbing or engage in some form of physical activity to a friend's place to get it off my chest or simply talk it out with someone. So again, they're showing options of what you can do instead of emotionally eat. Mm-hmm. There are other options. And I think that that's a message over and over again that you just even said right now, wait a second, eating alone, there's options here. It's not so cut and dry, you know? Mm-hmm. So what did you think about this question? Um, oh, and I kind of talk- like that you don't look at the answers that you come <laughs> up with your own. I, I love that. Um, first, I'm just giving us a quick time check. We have like five minutes. So okay. I'm going to be very brief with my response here. Okay. Um, so for this one, I think same as you just mentioned, it just really jumped out at me that there were all these other options and that there was only the one that was, you know, anywhere, as long as I can get something to eat. I, it actually kind of made me giggle because it was like, oh, I guess which guess which answer is the one for emotional eating, <laughs> you know, because they're all just these other options of what you could do. But I did like that it illustrates that there all are these other, you know, emotional um ways in which you could respond to mm. some a scenario like this. And so, mm. yes, I did just like that it presents you with some other things I do too. To, look of, <laughs> to do. I do too. I do too. Um, thank you for re- uh, reeling us in on the time because you're right. We just have a couple more minutes. So why don't we just stop there? We could, we'll put that link in for people who want to do the quiz. Again, it has a lot of uh, quite, um, it goes deep. Some of the questions are really deep. So, you know, just go in it and and just check on yourself, see how you're doing. Yeah. They'll give you the results after. It'll tell it'll make a suggestion for you after and based on where you're at, it'll make a suggestion. Maybe that's something you can if it's a high score, then you can talk to your friends, your loved ones, um, whoever you confide in. If it's a low score, then you could maybe bring it to somebody else that you care deeply about whatever. So it's a resource for you. Um, all right, Brenda, your takeaway for today. (laughs) Um, so my takeaway, I think, as I mentioned a bit at the very beginning of the podcast was just, I think that having this conversation to me really opened my eyes about 
all of the different ways in which we can have emotional relationships with food. Um, whether that is because we have a relationship where we tend to use food a lot for comfort or we find that it's a way that we like to socialize or we find that when we're stressed, we actually don't want food. I think it just made me think about all these different ways that we can interact with food and got me really thinking about how I think for a lot of people in our society, food isn't just food. Like it's not just sustenance. We don't just go about our day like, eating at, you know, 9 a.m., 12 p.m. and 5 p.m. because those are the times that we eat our meal and it's, you know, the the same mac and cheese every day or what, what have you. Um, it really just got me thinking about, yes, again, the relationships and how different food can mean different things to different people depending on the situation, depending on the time in life and mm-hmm. um, just how complex it, it is really, this relationship with food. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not really something that we think of or talk about very much in our society. Mm-hmm. It's just, it just is the way it is. Or there's diet culture and that's you know, a whole, whole other topic, <laughs> but there's like not that much in between. And as we've discovered just in this small conversation we've had today, there is so much more beyond that even, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's a spectrum of this relationship that we can have. And I don't think it's so cut and dry. Yeah. So I, I think it. like having compassion for yourself, being gentle with yourself as you're exploring these topics is if you decide that you want to take this quiz, like, be gentle with yourself and and try and be honest too. And I think there's a lot that we can all learn from this conversation mm, around food. Good. That's so good. We're going to end on that. That was so good. That was a great <laughs> close. Thank you for that. And everyone, thank you for listening. We appreciate it. And yeah. we look forward to next week where we're going to do a whole other topic. New topics. Woo-hoo. Always. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.